Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Who likes day drinking? Because we are doing another live show. It's on a Saturday. It's on the 13th of March. It's at the Crappham Gland, better known as the Clapham Gland. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is. We've got Helen Bauer. We do. And actually, Hannah, I think it's better known as the Crapham Gland now, thanks to you. So we would love it if you wanted to come along. We had some epic chat last time because our producers sent it to us and all I can say is, wow. So please join us again. It's going to be a great live stream show. At 5.30 p.m. See you there. Day drinking. See you there. Ta-da. See you there. <laughs> Too many songs. <laughs> Drunk This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... Everyone is sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the female workplace. Everyone is sorry. That's amazing. Doesn't have sorry in advance. (laughs) Vagina trap. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Guys, welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode. It is the fantastic comedian. Annie McGraw. Hey! 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 
Annie. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Yeah, I feel like I'm on a night out. I'm very excited to be here. As We're going to do some pills be. later. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't wait till we roll. Rolling women solving crime. We always kick off the podcast the same way. And that is to ask Annie, have you ever been the victim of a crime? You always ask me, regardless. Of we always ask you. Yeah. <laughs> we it's been really awkward until now. And we're actually really excited to have you here. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> the intro makes sense. Um, yeah, I have been a victim of a couple of flashings. Ooh. I mean, haven't Uh-oh. we all? We yes. have, sadly. Did I tell you about my most recent flashing? Oh, oh no. It's so yeah. sad there's a most recent. There's going to be yeah. the origin Sub-category story. Most recent. Yeah. Sub- I'm brushing over the uh, school uniform with a guy wanking on the oh, bus, flashing, no. and moving straight on with the um, one a couple of years ago. Yeah. I was um, on my way to the BAFTAs. So oh why? Why did you choose a story? A story. <laughs> what a what a name dropping story! I know, and it wasn't actually the Baptist. It was like the party the day before that the sort of inferior. Oh, even level better though. That's the real Baptist. Uh, Baptist, yeah, exactly. Baptist Eve. Come on, that's legit. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The pre Baptists. Um, actually, so in was... Germany, that's their Baptists. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was in Germany at the time. Uh, no, in fact, in Germany, they open their awards the night before wow. the Baftas. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was wearing a dress, heels. Don't normally wear heels to get the tube in London um, on a Saturday afternoon, but it was. It felt like a big occasion, so I was dressed up and I left my house. And as I was walking out of my door, I noticed a man on the opposite side of the road who looked quite shifty. But I, yeah, he crossed over the road. And started walking behind me. So he'd seen where I lived and it oh, felt no. like he'd crossed the road to yeah. follow me. But Ooh. I feel like as women, we sort of teach ourselves that we're overreacting and sort of repress our fear instincts. But also we are clocking it. Yeah, yeah. But we're clocking it. Yeah. And I felt awkward. Um, and he was more and more shifty. I kept looking behind me and I wasn't walking that quickly because I was wearing heels. Yeah. And he didn't overtake me. And I was like, something weird's going on. So I crossed the road and I looked back and he'd taken his penis out of his trousers oh. and was spinning it around in his hands. Oh, oh no. my God. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Great. Did you, did you see spinning? Helicopter. Yes, spinning. Windmill. Oh, helicopter. Okay. <laughs> this is actually, this is a new one to the podcast, which is, well, spinning. Yeah, I don't think we've had a spinning dick. Oh, you've not had a spinning dick before? Not, I mean, no, not specifically. Not. Not what specifically. kind of dicks have you had? <laughs> I mean, well, just, they're, they're just out, regular they're wankers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whichever, way it's, whichever way it's pointing, I think. Yeah, this one was being spun around. Which, wow. um, even though I was quite shaken by it, I did think it was quite. <laughs> That's the thing about flashing is it's it's horrendous because there's like the threat of something worse happening. Mm, yeah, but it is also very funny because it's like, why are you doing that? It's and so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it feels quite retro as well. Like yeah. in the age of a real seventies vibe to it. Yeah, sort of dick pic. Well, I went super retro because flashing is retro, but I also pictured Charlie Chaplin swinging his cane. (laughs) I was like, it's almost elegant. Yeah. There's a sort of artistry to it. Yeah, it's carnivalesque. Yeah. And part of me thought, good for him. You know, he's getting himself out there. Do you know? Do you think if that guy just got his audition for Puppetry of the Penis, this would never have happened? (laughs) 
<laughs> he just didn't have the same opportunities other people had. Yeah. He was going to um, do the burger thing next. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember seeing, like, I saw it. I must have seen it on YouTube. I don't ever think I saw it live, Puppetry of the Penis. I did. <laughs> but Did you? <laughs> what? What? Wow. I saw it years ago, over 10 years ago. I saw it in Essex. And, wow. Um, oh, wow. Hattie Hadridge was the opening act, the comic Hattie Hadridge from Red Dwarf. Wow. And I was actually more excited to see her. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Go figure. This... Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, so then, yeah, I, I was quite upset. I mm. stopped at a friend's and um, she gave me some Prosecco and was like, you should report it. Because I didn't realise at the time like, it does count as sexual assault. Oh, it, yeah. But how, how far was he following you for? Just the length of my road. It wasn't that far, oh, but there was no one were, else and around were, and it was sort oh, of a residential area. Yeah. Um, but Nasty. then I... It's, it's bad enough anywhere, but this feeling of, oh, you know where I live now. Yeah, like, I think so that's what was worse home. about it. That's yeah. disturbing. Being like, I can't run away if I need to because I'm wearing heels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I reported it to the, poli- the police. Ooh. Had a glass Great. Of wine. Did, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a week later, they sent me a letter saying your case has been closed. Wow! Um, like, Thanks, guys. Oh wow! They I didn't realize it. it had been open, but thanks yeah. for the correspondence. <laughs> but weirdly, I then did get a call from someone from the police saying that someone else had identified a guy in the same area, and they were like, "Can you come in and identify the man?" Ooh. I was like, yeah. Okay. Don't forget that, Dick. <laughs> um, but then uh, they didn't contact me again, so. I, I called them and was oh. like, oh, someone told me I would need to come in yeah. to identify him. And he was like, oh, yeah, whoever called you hasn't updated your file. So it's been closed again. Oh, gosh, I thought we were onto something. And also yeah, the, best, the best lineup in the world. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, am I just going to see like a load of, a line of guys spinning their dicks at my face? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they're like, right now, everybody helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No gym, so... anti-clockwise, like we said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, fuck's sake. Oh, So man. that was a shame. But yeah, it does happen all the time. Like loads of my friends who I told about it, they were like, oh yeah, when that happened to me. And I feel like, yeah. We just don't really talk about it because it's not that bad. No. Like you, we literally expect the worst from Yeah, them. <laughs> it's it's not noteworthy enough. No. Like yeah, yeah, yeah um, but it is and it should be. And that's it's great horrific. That you... It's horrific. It really, really is. Sorry, Katie. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say it's great that you reported it because it's part of the statistics now. And even if the police were shit and closed the case after a week. Yeah. That's on record. Like, and also everybody... the fact someone else reported it, I was like, maybe we're going to get this guy. Exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. But... And if everybody did report it, the police would have to fucking do something because they'd be like, oh, look, it's a crime wave of flashes. Yeah. But no, it would just be the existing flashes everyone happened to report. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I always bring them up as a, an example of bad, uh, bad criminals. But you know the wet bandits from Home Alone? Yeah. Like their whole thing, right, is that they... They sort of left the taps on so they know exactly which houses they hit. Yeah. With this yeah. guy, it's kind of because he's got his unique thing. Yeah. That's it, that probably was one of the Anyone things. Anyone that helicoptered. Right, that, yeah. Well, I mean, because I've never heard of that before. Like, and if it's in the same area, you, you're not going to be having two guys that are going out helicopter. But, yeah. <laughs> are you? I mean, also, what if you want to frame this guy? Do the helicopter? Yeah. Also, I didn't know whether he'd like gone out that day with the intention of doing that, or whether he'd like seen me and been like, "Oh, she looks." Like I looked uncomfortable, then I'm like, did I not 
not that you know, I made him do it. No, you know, you know what that. is his mindset is the mindset of a predator, and he mm. clocked that you couldn't run fast in those heels. It, mm, you didn't make yeah. him do anything. He clocked yeah. a slightly more vulnerable person than would have been in trainers or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's like true. you didn't do anything. They're all predators. Yeah. Did you enjoy? <laughs> sorry, that wasn't as light as I'd. We got we got some lightness and I still have some more questions. Like I want to know the status of the dick. Like is this was he flaccid? Was he semi? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Um, like is he is he like semi? Like what's the It it wasn't erect, but it was when it was being spun, it might have got a semi. I but okay. I, at that point okay. it was like I'm not gonna stay and watch it get more erect. I appreciate I'm that. Try and... <laughs> yeah, although the police yeah, did ask me if I got a photo. First thing on my mind, just definitely just want to have a laugh. Then yeah. just quickly to Snapchat. Yeah, I think they meant of him, but it's like imagine just oh, one for Instagram. Yeah. I love the idea of you sending them loads of like really thirsty <laughs> pictures of you before the bathers. Like, <laughs> I did get some photos that night. Yeah, actually, it was me with Idris yeah. Elba. It was me with. <laughs> Oh my god! Did it yeah. ruin your night? Because I I feel very sad about anything that happens before like an event, and um, it's like yeah, especially our yeah, it's a big get, one definitely yeah. tainted it. I mean, oh, luckily but. I was meeting like a few of my really good friends, and they were really nice about it. Because I arrived at the pub before being like, ah, I just saw a guy's dick, but they were nice about it. But yeah, definitely gave a sort of edge when I was returning home, being like, hmm. Yeah, it's you you being at home. That's the thing for me that's really Mm -hmm. like mm, not nice. Also, like just that idea of like why why he would be doing the because I I I I don't know. I'm just trying to think whether it's more frightening because the thing is, it's like he's doing it and it's kind of supposed to be funny. People do that Mm. to be funny and. It just almost feels more aggressive for him to be like, this is funny, but it's still going to no, terrify he's you. he's not doing like, that to be funny. Know no, he's being it to be more frightening is what I mean. He mm. wants to intimidate women. Mm. He wants to make people uncomfortable. He wants to get a reaction. That's how he feels yeah. alive. Because You sure he's not just up. trying to get airborne? Is it just a very sad propeller? <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> um, but I just, I felt, I've lived with two girls at the time so I was then worried because they were both going out later so I was messaging them being like don't leave yeah. the house yeah look out yeah, yeah. it's, worried it's about just them. it really is it's everything that's wrong with the world what a dramatic mm-hmm. statement but it's I'm I'm hoping that more men are listening to our stories mostly because mm. they've been forced to but <laughs> I just don't think they have any idea how much this happens like still because yeah, we never no. it's not the kind of thing you do and sit down you're like hey buddy let me tell you all of my stories no because so much worse stuff does happen to mm. women and I think mm. it isn't that widely spoken about I don't think yeah I've spoken to a few male friends about it and they're like I had no idea that happened they, they find it hilarious that it happens because it's such a sort of embarrassing do thing you, to do see that's but. interesting too because I think that we don't talk about it so much because it's like oh no it's such a downer but then actually men find it hilarious, rightly or wrongly. And it's like, oh, it's not a downer. It's highly entertaining. We should just talk about it loads. And then yeah. they'll all know more about it. I think the worst thing about it is how often it seems to happen to like young girls and like yeah. girls in school uniform. Yeah. And it yeah. adds a whole different 
dimension to why it's happening. And- well, yeah, because it's predators preying on people they think mm. are vulnerable. Yeah. And I think guys, when they're being short-sighted, they don't get it because at the end of the day, there's no equivalent. They can't, mm. they can't relate to it because there's no part of a woman that is a weapon in the same yeah, and way. if a woman flashed their boobs at them, they'd be like, oh my God, I've just had the best evening ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't there be was... quite as like, threatening. Oh my God, where I grew up, there was an entire like radio campaign called WOW, which was Whip Em Out Wednesdays. And it was just encouraging women to like flash oh people. God. And then if you got flashed, wow. you'd call into the radio station. And again, it was like, the old fractious 90s were like, we're feminists. We just don't know what that means yet. And we're like, it's just a bit of fun. And if you're not into it, you're really just like repressed. And like, I think of that now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Wow. I mean, wow. Wow. (laughs) That's great marketing. I was happily (laughs) repressed in the 90s. I mean, there was a lot wrong with me, but I was happily repressed about my boobs. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, whip them out Wednesdays. We do release the episodes on a Wednesday, so maybe there's something. Yeah. There's a crossover there. There's something there, but what we're whipping out, that's God, up I'm to us. Orange Wednesdays. What a busy day Wednesday used to be. <laughs> yeah. So, Annie, we always ask um, when someone shares a crime, and thank you for sharing that. And it, of course, we can find the funny bits of it, but at the end of the day, it's like this really horrific experience. Mm-hmm. So, we always ask people if you had the perpetrator, in front of you, but yeah. be it behind glass, you can't identify mm-hmm. whatever you yeah. need to feel safe about it. What would you say to this guy or what would you do to this guy if you could do anything with impunity? I think I'd just be like, what was that? And why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> Maybe I'll just be really patronizing. Obviously I was angry about it, but I don't think having a go at him would give me like I'd mm. rather have the knowledge of what it was that made him do it. Yeah, get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Like, what the mm. fuck, dude? Get therapy. I think that's the thing. I think, yeah, if somebody commits a crime against you, you should be able to, like, read all their therapist's notes. Mm. Like, you know, there's, like, confidentiality. So I that you, you know just... what happened. Yeah, so you can be like, well, okay, that wasn't about me, actually. Yeah, that was I'm not sure he was in therapy, That's just great. But they'd, the, what we would do in this utopia, we'd get a shrink, we'd get them diagnosed, get all the notes, and then all the victims get closure, and they go, that wasn't about me. That was because his dad left when he was seven. Mm. and whatever that's I love the idea that he was a therapist it's just going (laughs) really badly like okay so Frank did we well (laughs) it was the day of the pre-baftas and I just couldn't help myself (laughs) well Annie thank you so much for sharing that it's sad that we can all relate to it oh so well now it's time for drunk women solving crime Guys, it's time to solve a true crime case. Are we up for this? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Good so stuff. I also feel like I'm on a mode of transport with Katie's enthusiasm, which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm raising the roof. The listeners can't see my terrible hand gesture. Let's raise the roof. Oh, it's right. a really shy person trying to get attention. <laughs> we got this sent in from one of our lovely listeners. She identified herself as Marissa from the frozen North, which I really like. My, my head went to yeah. Game of Thrones, but it's probably Canada. Either way, super cool. Either way, winter is coming. So she said, have you done a case about Kate Warren yet? That's Warren, W-A-R-N-E. And I had, I had kind of bumped into this case a couple times and just hadn't gone for it. This made me finally decide to do it. 
And it's a very fun case. It's good for us guys. This is appropriate for our brand. So here we go. Kate Warren is known as the first something. Can you guys guess what that something might be? Is she the first wife of Shane Warren? (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And then, man, did she murder everybody. Just kidding. The first uh, left-handed woman. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Left field. I like it. When did they start even categorizing people? I as don't know. Surely right? they were just said to be witches or something and burnt. Yeah, because it left-handed means sinister, doesn't it? And mm. devilish. Oh, um, my God. I, I married a lefty. I've got so many left-handers in my family. I like this. I'm going to own this. Okay. I'm left-handed okay. and very sinister. So yeah, just forget that, <laughs> that you're a lefty. smiley, innocent, sinister face. Oh, um, yeah! Look at that sinister face. Do you look just like Kurt Cobain? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think she was the first Karen. You made me spit out my wine. <laughs> That's a very good guess, guys. She was considered the first female detective. <gasps> wow. wow! Was this like 2002, 2003? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. The two thousand. Oh Because they never let women do that. I was not expecting. I was like, oh, it's going to be like she's the first brothel owner, but how can that right. be a thing? But like, she's detective. Yeah. So it's again, it's kind of crazy. We haven't done this yet, but it just felt like the right time. So Kate Warren worked for the Pinkerton Agency in the U.S. Are we familiar with the Pinkerton Agency? little bit yeah they've come up a few times in a few yeah. um, cases we've done and it's just a cool and they, they were just basically a big detective agency in new york or in america in and they, sort they of always like, made pinky promises they made pinky promises <laughs> they pinky promise did. you won't do it again <laughs> <laughs> they were a huge detective agency and i i i mean i always fall back on this i'm like why didn't we learn about this like because they were involved in so many points in american history that it would have been a great like lens to engage high school students like hey we're gonna learn about history through the lens of a detective agency but no never learned the pinkerton agency was started by a scottish american detective and spy called alan pinkerton and it was actually based in chicago so my next question is this is the first known female detective in the world what year do you think she was hired I mean, Hannah's already said 2004. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was definitely post Tracy Beaker, but (laughs) when did women first get the vote? What year was that? Well, in America, 1922 or 1921. 1922. I'm going to go for maybe like late 60s. I'm going to go for the sexiest year, 1969. Very good wardrobe. I mean, I don't mean to reduce it to the clothing, but great detective wardrobe in the 60s. Okay, I want it to be earlier than that. Um, So
yeah. time detective, spy kind of thing. Um, but I reckon, I reckon you're right to think about the vote and like when all that stuff was happening. So I reckon maybe 1926, let's say. Okay. But they did good. stuff off record. Sorry, there was loads of activism and women doing shitloads of stuff before. They just didn't get their names on the project. Well, that's a good but point. But she did. Katie. She did get her name on the project. Sorry, continue. No, not at all. But that's a good point because sometimes the order of these things has no logic. And this is a very good example of it. So she was hired in 1856. Ooh. I feel like I was the closest with 1653. Yeah, <laughs> um, you went like way back. I think you're definitely the closest. Well, I don't know because that's, you it's know, closer to the 1920 years off versus a couple decades. But yeah, OK, we'll give it to you. <laughs> Because your optimism led you here. Right, so. that shines through. And, and this is why women shouldn't be detectives as well. <laughs> so I, I think you were kind of close. It was maybe him. So if we're going to put him in jail. aura was in the right place. Female workplace. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question, without any more information, how did a woman end up being hired in this exclusively male profession? Like, what do you think the story is? How did Kate Warren get hired? an agency okay either all the men are dead or <laughs> they need a spy for like stuff where men aren't allowed to go so okay. either Ooh, you yeah, know washer women are being suspected or whores are being suspected mm. or seamstresses are being suspected <laughs> or mothers are being <laughs> those are the only <laughs> professions that women are allowed to do the great seamstress plot of 1857 <laughs> yeah that's an uh, excellent in line <laughs> <laughs> what year is it 1853 did you say she's hired in 1856 1856 yeah what was I doing in 18 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah come on my instinct was well she slept with her boss <laughs> but yeah I don't want to say that no. I don't want to be on record saying that but um, that's where the mind goes women no, but, weren't allowed yeah. to do shit it's not an unreasonable answer either. And it doesn't mean she wasn't working. It just means she had to suck dick to be able to work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you think I got this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> Hannah George, what do you reckon? What's the, what's oh, the little backstory you've taken two- here? Yeah, that's they're two good ones. Those ones actually, kind of, because actually there are definitely moments where you'll need a woman detective, be it just because she can infiltrate uh, the the seamstresses. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and I think I'd, I'd double down on maybe she was maybe she wasn't having a relationship with the boss in order to get into the thing, but maybe she was having a relationship with him. <gasps> In or not in order to get any further. Uh-huh. And then she was like, oh, this is what you do. And they're at home, they're on the sofa, they're watching <sighs> Netflix. And she's like, what about, have you ever thought about this? And he's like, oh shit, you're a good detective. Maybe she has shitloads of inheritance and she found the fucking detective agency Ooh. and she gave herself the job. And is, is she just a slut? What is it you've, you're coming to tell her? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't what I was going to say. What are you going to say, Annie? I was going to say that in, I think she was maybe undercover um, as yeah. she was trying to maybe uncover a sort of awful man who had done a crime. So Ooh. to do that, she was in disguise as, so she was a detective, but she was playing a role in 
I've been Ooh. re-watching Line of Duty. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, She's yeah, a sort yeah. of AC-12. Is what so she was kind of okay. doing it on her own, like a vigilante, and then he was yeah, like, you. she was like, I'm going to mm. trick him into thinking that I'm interested romantically, she was but actually I'm going to show her from what A honey trap? Is that called a honey trap? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm planning a couple and I just want to get the name right. <laughs> it's any sort of like sting, sting operation. We've been doing this too long for me to not know the terms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if a woman uses her sexuality to catch somebody in the act of anything, really. Congress. That's a honey trap, right? Yeah, I guess mm. it is then. Vagina trap. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same nice. ring to it, does it? <laughs> right. But it's up front. <laughs> it's up front. Um Guys, these are all great thoughts and you're that onto something. <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, I think that the thing of... Um, no one is wrong in a female workplace. No, everybody... a little bit right. Everything is valid. Everyone is so- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the female workplace. Everyone is sorry. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all my suggestions. They're crap. <laughs> I'll fire myself. <laughs> oh, we've needed a new jingle for a while because yeah. we've been singing female workplace and so now, now we should be like, sorry in advance. <laughs> I hate okay. myself. Thanks, Annie. So she saw an ad in the paper because they needed to hire a new detective and she was like, fuck it. This is what I want to do. And she cool. waltzed into the agency. Alan Pinkerton, the founder of the Pinkerton agency immediately assumed that she was there for a clerical position. She said, no, I'm here for the detective job. And he was quoted as saying, it is not the custom to hire women as detectives, but Kate argued her case brilliantly. She pointed out that women could be most useful in worming out secrets in many places, which would be impossible for a male detective. Um, And she went on to say a woman would be able to befriend the wives and girlfriends of suspected criminals Mm -hmm. and gain their confidence And she also pointed out that men become braggarts when they're around women who encourage them to boast. Nice. Um, And Kate also noted women have an eye for detail and are excellent observers. So, wow. Obviously, if you're going to walk in on a job that you know only men get hired for, you're going to be prepared. Although I, I could totally picture being like, I'll just go in. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be Why like, should... oh, we, the toilet needs cleaning. I'll be like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. I'm really um, organized with uh, I can bleach get and... coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a self-starter, so I'm just going to go start on that. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> um, good for her. Wow. What an inspiration. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So very normally we would get into the background of somebody like this but very little is known about her life before she joined the Pinkerton agency although since so much was written about her since by Ellen Pinkerton I can't help but think it's just because nobody fucking asked her yeah. <laughs> like yeah. why don't we we should know everything about her and nobody was like tell me about you Kate I don't think yeah. no not interested not interested we do know that she was born in New York State and she was a widow by age 23, mm-hmm. um, which then made me think, like, maybe he did ask her, like, tell me about yourself. And she's like, well, my husband died when I was really young. And he's like, Kate, leave your personal shit. <laughs> yeah. Down. So Pinkerton hires her and she's assigned to her first job. What do you think the first crime she had to tackle was? Okay. What's her first I- case? think they give her a shit one because they want to prove that women are shit so I think they set her up for a fail and I think it's incredible that she does anything great 
So, I mean, I know there's a chance they may be like, okay, yeah, we can't get to the women. But I think that they're like, fuck this bitch. She thinks she can do this job. She's inferior to us. We're going to give her the shittest job that none of us have managed to do. Right. Um, so they give her like a shit. I don't know what a shit job would look like in 1856, right. but they right. give her the one that they can't do. So they can go, aha, women are, women are shit. Right. You've seen Zootropolis recently, haven't you? I have seen Zootropolis recently but just because I just rewatched that with my kid and this is like a key plot point in the beginning because a bunny gets hired as the first bunny police it's a great metaphor the bunny police bunny is what I should say yeah, Not police person. This will make no sense to anyone that hasn't seen. <laughs> no, but they it will because she's like so she's like plowing the path. But did they put you, her on by the way, parking duty. Did what? you see that they literally show that film at some kind of police department's training on on bias and diversity in America? And I can't remember which department or which state it's in. But they oh, literally no. show that fucking film as part of their. Uh, like prejudice training or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh no! They it's a really good film. It. To be fair, I mean it's <laughs> great. It's a Disney film. It's great, it's a, but I don't know if the police force of America needs like training. an allegory. I think they need it spelled out a little bit more. <laughs> like, so what does the lion represent in this? Like just, just show some them. actual footage from the police. But but also, <laughs> what, right? Like so, what did he do wrong? He killed everyone. But it's a statistic too that the women only get hired as CEOs when a company is already failing, and it's partly so that they can pretend that oh, the women sunk it. But it's also they all the men have to be really fucked before they're like, let's try something new instead of like another white guy. Katie's leading with her idealism tonight, as she said. So I would like to hear. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good call. And I think I know you said a shit job. but I think do you mean like a really difficult job? Yeah, one that they couldn't do, like what they thought was a shit job. Maybe it turned out to be easy for her, but I feel like they did not take kindly to her. Based based on everything I know about the world, I would love to be wrong. I want to come up with, you know, a really exciting concept, but I yeah. want to also agree with you. I think they would have given her the most difficult task possible and hoped that she failed at it. But yeah. I hope she did really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like they're like, hey, us rabbits have to stick together. HG, <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I agree. And I also think it's probably like a lady crime in the sense that... Mm. Maybe it was something to do with a brothel or something. that I was about to say somewhere that men don't go, oh, <laughs> Hannah, oh, sweet, innocent Hannah. I think, you know, the brothels where the ladies hang out and sing. Uh, no, what I mean is like, the she might kitchen, be able to... Am imp- I right? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think she's probably infiltrating something that as a woman gets her in there. So I'm not sure if they did it okay. deliberately to fuck her over, but they likely did. Do you know what? I hadn't analyzed the answer at all. So it's so interesting to hear like what, what your assumption is. So they gave her a really sweet case. There are some surprises in this case, I have to say. Mm. So her first case was an embezzlement case. So she was put in charge of a case involving a delivery company in Alabama where one of its male employees, Mr. Maloney, was suspected of embezzling upwards of $50,000, which today is worth about $1.5 million. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. It's a lot. So now I'm going, 
wow, why did they give her that case? Was it too hard for them to crack? Like, it's a difficult case, but right? Maybe but that sounds like a high-profile case if done high, correctly. It's a, it's a high-stakes case, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because this company obviously has a lot of money. They're hiring somebody. They trust them. So my question is, did she crack the case? How did she do on her first case? Again, based on my cynicism of the world that has destroyed my faith in humanity, I think she had to do really well because she wouldn't get a second chance. So she had to crack it because there's no women. Men can fail upwards, but women cannot do that. She's not. I also feel like the confidence it would have taken in 1856 as a woman to go in for a detective job means she was she really backed herself and yeah for good reason. Yeah, she was good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she just went up to this guy and sort of said, did you embezzle this money? And he'd be like, oh, mom, yeah, I guess I did. And like she would have used her own sort of ways of doing things. And and you're right, yeah, she's obviously such a strong character that should have gone all the way. interesting because actually if she's a rare, strong, I mean, the thing is it's not rare though, is it? They just never got written about. So she did crack the case, absolutely. She smashed it. And my follow-up question was how? So how did she catch They underestimated her. But also, sorry, I'm so jaded. I think they didn't take her seriously. And this guy's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then she's just like monitoring them. And they're not like, she like, she's looking at stuff that no one's thought to do because she thinks outside the box. Well, that's it. So think outside the box and actually go back to what she said in her interview, because it's one of the things she mentioned. How People do you tell get ladies info? their secrets? Oh, my God. She, she can flirted. hang out with the wives and girlfriends. It's one of the, the guy who embezzled the money is the uh, wife or girlfriend. Annie. Spot on. She befriends nice. Mrs. Maloney. It's nice. like um, Colleen Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she goes undercover. And she's very good at making friends. And I would love to look at her notes because I feel like I'm not so great at that. Like she had a really good skill and I'd like to know how she does that. (laughs) But um, yeah, she befriends her and Mrs. Maloney eventually treats her as a confidant and she just spills the beans. So they totally catch this guy. And actually they return almost all of the money to the company. So she smashes it. Like he hasn't even gotten to spend this money and she's already on it so she's doing very well so mrs Um, maloney is in on the sting or whatever the crime is then she knew what was happening yeah was she in on it or was she just aware that like suddenly her husband is buying the stuff that he could never afford with his salary like i don't know exactly how mafia i wonder what he was buying like what would you splash your cash on in 1856 in 1856 right what was that no. Yeah, yeah. Flushing well, toilet. No, we have had cases where people buy like golden toilets. They didn't have flushing toilets yet. Yeah, it though, was 2016. Drunk women solving crime. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. She befriends, she smashes it. She has a few more cases. They're equally, you know, like serious cases he's like fine take this show us what you can do oh, so she's- they trust they trust her They're they like- do i get the sense that he would never have taken her on because this guy has launched okay. this private this is before the fbi has formed like right. there is no formal body that's investigating things so Hi. people are like oh, i need to hire somebody to look into this A private detective yeah 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 okay he has a reputation yeah Oh, okay. So he wasn't setting her up for a fail, actually. He was like, okay, let's see what you got, but I believe yeah. in you thus far. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. If you want to go down a rabbit hole of like nerding out and stuff, like read about the Pinkerton agency, because there's so much more than I ever realized. Like they okay. were involved in so much stuff. Do they still exist? That's a really good question. Technically, they do. They never died, but they're now a securities company that's owned by a Swedish, a Swedish company bought them out and they uh. do exclusive like security stuff. No. Okay. Private well, that sounds like stuff. a sci-fi dystopia. Continue. What I mean is it's Ikea. <laughs> so how does Pinkerton respond to her doing so well? So he's hired this woman. He took a chance. She's nailing it. What does he do next? Hires another woman. Oh, he does hire another woman. Oh, I was about to say, yes, please. I'm so happy. He does. He sort of goes, hey. These women are These for so much more. Yeah. Can They're get not the just job done. Not, not just, just for Christmas. impregnating. <laughs> <laughs> just I feel Christmas. like that a bit like, I mean, it's not the same thing, but I remember like, I've never watched horror. I never liked horror. And then about mm. four years ago, I discovered that horror is like a genre onto itself in the sense that you can have a genre, like a, a, a yeah. horror that's also like a chick flick or a horror that's also like a certain thing. And it does, I do feel like this whole world of film has just opened up before me because I've like actually, you know, I had an idea about it. So yeah, it sounds like to him, he's discovered women are people. Well done, Pinkerton. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Everyone comes to that realization in their own time. (laughs) He does hire more women and he names Kate the head of the new Female Detective Bureau. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying Detective Bureau, mate. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, mates, we can have that debate later. This is a celebration. (laughs) I know, but how have I never learned about this? Like, this is before the FBI, but there was the (laughs) FDB. The Female (laughs) Detective Agency. Why has no one made a film out of that? Surely. So that's right. This, yeah. I think there's books about this, right? Kate has, like, loads has been done on the Pinkerton Agency. A little mm-hmm. bit has been done on Kate, um, but not this agency. And I, I, God, every episode ends up with this. We're like, here's the pitch. <laughs> but it's so true. It's like, how is there not a show about this? It's like Charlie's Angels, but with conservative yeah. clothing. But it's also what the world then, is dying for. What's so interesting is like, so the Pinkerton Agency, brilliant, did the job of the FBI before the FBI existed. Women's Department, loads of women doing a fantastic job. FBI comes along. I bet they don't have a fucking women's department. They just nick all the stuff and then give men the job. No, I um, saw it on some T-shirts. Yeah. It actually it actually stands for female body inspector, so it is very feminine. Oh, fine, I take <laughs> <So>. back. <laughs> I think they were on a stag night or something. It was fine. Yeah, I, saw that. I think that that's fine. I have that's no so qualms true. with that 
Um, so they were known as the Female Detective Bureau, but also went by the Lady Pinkertons or even the Pinks. The Pink the lady Ladies! Pinks. I'd go for I'm... the Pinkerton Panthers. Oh, nice. Much better. It sounds like a Grease ripoff a little bit, yeah. which obviously came well before this. I'm <laughs> so happy I didn't give a shit what they're called. <laughs> So, actually, fun fact, uh, Pinkerton goes on to hire somebody called Hattie Lewis, who could be an episode in her own right, because she was one of the first mixed race female detectives <gasps> wow. in the world. Yeah, like very progressive for his time. There are some things the agency got up to that are a bit controversial, but in general, in general, what, they were on the right side of history. The- what was the downside? It should almost be it. It should almost be its own episode. Okay. I love that Katie's opening a bottle in the background, like Katie's <laughs> <"Air, air." laughs> really like settling in for the night. <laughs> Go on, what's his name today? Tell me about the pack, the pink pamphlets. Tell me about them. Go on, these pink pamphlets. What's the worst thing they did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me the glass. <laughs> Some of it is that I don't want to spoil the answer to this question. Um, something kicks off in 1861, which changes the agency's focus. The Civil War. Fantastic, Katie. Well done. Thank it's you. It's the Civil War. It's a thing. Look it up. Um, Kate is... <laughs> I can't tell if it's a child crying I, I, or a cork. I broke it in half because I'm <laughs> so sober. Like... <laughs> I'm just, Are you going to be able just... to... Get that out. I hate those corkscrews. I'm going to soldier on. When we, back in the day, would drink on the golf course, sometimes we would just push the cork down into the bottle. That's how we dealt with it. Yeah, we did the thing with, where you put it in a shoe. Have you done that? Yeah, I think I've seen someone do that. Get a shoe. That's a slipper. You get a shoe. And then you get the bottle. Mm. And then you put the bottle in the shoe. I love that everyone just has a bottle of wine to hand. And slippers because it's a fucking pandemic. Annie, I haven't worn a shoe. I don't. But, <laughs> but yeah, what you do is you um, just hit it against a wall, and the pressure hits against the thing. And within about five hits, the cork comes out. Katie, not now, but <laughs> don't do I that. Don't need Are to. you not quite in danger ah. of smashing the base of the bottle? Or is that? Yeah, that's why you've got the shoe right. because it's kind of got cushioning, so you do it against the heel. That's a fizzy one. That can't We'd, work with flat wine. No, surely it only works yeah, with flat. flat. Only works for flat wine, yeah. It's just the pressure of like yeah, that. fizzy would be a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't fizzy. Let's celebrate quick. So, um, the Civil War has kicked off. So Kate is put under the biggest case of her career. This is what she's the best known for, along with four other detectives, including Pinkerton himself. And this was known as the Baltimore Plot. So I want to ask, what do you think the Baltimore Plot involved? A plot. We're eighteen something. I'm thinking assassination. That feels like the plots of the day. You assassinate people. And Abraham Lincoln got assassinated not long after that, probably. I don't know when where we are now. Baltimore is... It's not that far from Pennsylvania, is it, Baltimore? It is not far from Pennsylvania. So that's north. <laughs> she was from Chicago. No, she was from New York. So she's on the good guy side. <laughs> I think they have a plot to find out what the Confederate 
people are up to in the Civil War. Maybe there's Civil War fighting in Baltimore and they're like pretending to be Confederate people, but they're actually not Confederate people, but they're getting all the intel for the Confederates so they can destroy the Confederacy. God, this is such a showcase of how much better your education is. Like if you (gasps) ask the equivalent question in the US about anything here, it would be like, Cromwell. (laughs) (laughs) Initially, they were hired to investigate secessionist activity. So Katie, spot on along the railroad, because there are these rumors that they are plotting to destroy the railroad. And lots of this stuff is going on at this point, you know, right as the war kicks off. It's like the battle, like how can we take out the other side? If you're having trouble picturing the secessionists during the Civil War, I just would suggest like picture the Capitol riots, but like much better dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Same kind of mentality. So Kate, Kate goes undercover under the name Mrs. Cherry or sometimes she was Mrs. Barley. I like the food names. I'm on board with this. Yeah, sure. What kind of person do you think she would pretend to be to get in with secessionists? Like, what's your character going to be to be on the right side of these people? Did you say cherry and parsley? Barley. Barley. Yeah, Mrs. Cherry and Mrs. Barley. I feel like barley is quite, like, wholesome, like a woman of the people. But cherry is a bit more, like glamorous oh she thinks she's got two personas yeah two personas different. a sexy Mm. chef and one's maybe a reverend's wife or something (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm worried it's worse than that i'm worried it's like she's like a horrible her character is racist lady well i mean yeah i guess the question is sort of like where did she pretend she was from (laughs) Like oh, what's the South, her? I guess. Is it absolutely? Yeah. She, so she's like a Southern Belle type character. Literally yeah. a Southern Belle, a wealthy Southern Belle who wants to kick shit up. So she's a woman of the people of the South, and apparently she put on the heaviest possible accent. She'd be like, wow. "Hi, I'm Mrs. Cherry. Oh, nice wow. to meet you. What we blowing up today?" <laughs> And they're Yikes. like, welcome, welcome. Did they just um, tell her immediately? Be like, I trust her. I trust her. They <laughs> were so excited. That was like catnip for them. It took like, a little while. And you have to think of like the time. You you have no way to just prove somebody's identity. Like if you show up in the right clothes and she's convinced yeah, enough, it'd be like, well, got, we're not going to turn her away. She's valuable. She's right? got that flag. They can't yeah. And she'd her. have her own Edinburgh Fringe character show. <laughs> If she yeah. were alive today. She'd be such an offensive street performer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she really would. She really would. Um, so while she's on this job of sort of figuring out, okay, where are you going to blow up the railroad and piss off the union? She discovers that the plot is about so much more than the railroads. It's a plot to kill someone. And because Hannah George has already nailed it, I'm not even going to... Well, they didn't do very well, did they, to foil that? It's... uh, No, no, no. This is not... I'm sure they delayed it. This is not the... So Abraham Lincoln actually survived four assassination attempts before the final one in the Ford Theater. And again, we were never taught this. This would have been good to know. It was like Ford Theater, he was killed. Like it would have been interesting to know, like, well, but there was a female detective that foiled Mm. this plot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's the one that discovers that it's really an assassination attempt on the life of Abraham Lincoln. Wow. So 
Lincoln was scheduled to travel by train from his home in Illinois to Washington, D.C. And he's doing all of these, you know, talks along the way. He's doing his presidential thing. And he had to change trains in Baltimore. So the plan by the secessionists was to wait till he had boarded the train, create a diversion by staging a fight so that all of the security, all of the police would go towards that and think that's the threat. And then they infiltrate his carriage and kill him. Um, Yeah. So they warn Lincoln and they they sit down with President Lincoln and it's like Kate and Pinkerton and they're telling him this story. And Lincoln at first doesn't believe him. He's like, I think I'm okay. Um, oh, this is shit. Fine. Yeah. Because they're just kind of this, at this point, sort of a rogue agency. It's like, well, you're not. Wow. You're not the you government. employ women. I don't think I need to listen. Well, and far be it for me to besmirch the reputation of Lincoln, but it yes. does have that feeling like, uh-huh. oh, a woman uncovered this. That's pretty suspect. Yeah, yeah. Check your hysteria files. <laughs> yeah, because actually, until he takes it at all seriously, he has to have it verified by a member of his cabinet. Um, but Emma, still. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Lincoln still refuses to change his itinerary. So he kind of takes it seriously. Kind of deserves to die in a way. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically told, like, okay, Lincoln will not change his itinerary. You need to sort this anyway. So how does Kate foil the crime? <gasps> he refuses to change his trains. Oh my god. He's still gonna do this his is... speaking engagements. I what think, does she do? I this think is... she dresses up as a train steward gets on the train and is like oh hi uh would you like tea with your newspaper and then yeah there's a gun behind the newspaper (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. she hasn't thought someone else take over the newspaper (laughs) no no that it's a really good plan guys I got him the tea. I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you do the next do part. Do I have to do plan. everything? <laughs> why, why is this on me? Um, can I just say, this is everything. This is everything that's wrong with the world. Like, fucking, I don't want to. I thought a twirling th- penis was everything that was wrong with the world. Now I'm so confused. Look, that is the cartoon version of everything that is wrong with the world. But it is also a good metaphor for white men and I don't want to rag on white men I know that they're busy and tired and there are lots of nice ones but there are so many shit ones and they're ruining everything <laughs> like, it's so a point so- though like she has intel she's she, literally warning she's the president of, course, yeah. of the not union being your life is in danger to. and he's like well I'm not gonna change my plan yeah. so instead <laughs> of him yeah. taking that on board like yeah. a person in a vulnerable position that has so much more to lose has to fucking go out of their way to fucking fix it so that the white man in charge has a bit more comfort when he's ignoring the advice and then they have to save his life, win the election, and then, you know, crack on and then get ignored and then don't get their packages with all the COVID stuff. Anyway... It sounds like it's less about LinkedIn than more about... Little Katie is drunk. Let's move on. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, it's a completely good point because... She shouldn't have to do anything more after she's done her job. She did the mm. detecting. She found out the thing. The but she'll be blamed if she doesn't yeah. now go yeah. to an extra measure. And, and it's worse for her if he dies. So she has mm. to save his stupid, ungrateful life. <laughs> well, this is all very true. But 
she she absolutely rises to the task because she's done this before. She knows how to go she's undercover. Cool. And in a way, what she has to convince him to do, I feel like he was probably like, yeah, I probably should have just changed my train times. Um, she, he has a speaking engagement in Pennsylvania. Go Steelers. So she has him leave early and she makes him dress up like a really, like really a old man. And he does it. <laughs> he does it. So because he won't change his oh route, but he'll dress as an old man. And maybe that's what all presidents It's mean. like Little Red Riding Hood, but he's the wolf. Uh, I mean, I feel like Biden has kind of done it all along. He's like, I'm so old, but. (laughs) I don't think he's in disguise, though. I think he's genuinely quite old. (laughs) Really is quite old. But she thinks Lincoln looks like an old guy, like, right, from all the pictures. But I bet he was about 26 in the pictures we saw him. (laughs) He just looks old. 50, really unflattering cameras. Yeah, it was a hard life. He is notoriously tall for the time. This is the thing. So I'm just picturing like whatever you dress him up as, he's this giant man. But I guess, again, this is like just the beginning of the worst and there's no internet. So people probably don't necessarily know what he looks like. But like, How tall was he? Do you know? Um. Oh God, that makes me want to Google it. Oh, I no. think he was like six foot something. Like he was oh, right. properly tall for the time and like people, people were tiny. I love the idea that whatever he dresses up as, be it a tea lady, be it anything, he like insists on the fucking top hat. He's like, I'm wearing the top hat. And that's what gives him away. He's dressed as an old man and he's like hobbling. I think he might have even had a cane. And she dresses like a family member. So when he gets on the train, she greets him like, oh, uncle so-and-so. And it's this whole thing. Now, the trains at that time are so slow. This is an overnight train from where he is in Pennsylvania to Baltimore. And she stays up all night, obviously, just to be on lookout for anybody who's like yeah. figured out what they're doing. And this is where I don't know if you've heard this, but the Pinkerton Agency has a famous slogan, which is we never sleep. And there's a logo of an eye, an open eye that says we never sleep. And it's just this like iconic logo. And this is where it was coined. Like Kate coins the big corporate logo. Nice. It's a little little creepy. It works. They, They thwart this assassination plot. They do great. And they end up... So much stuff happens with the Pinkerton Agency, and this isn't about the Pinkerton Agency, but they and, get... And then Lincoln goes, next time a woman has an idea, I'll consider listening to it. <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you, Abe? I can't believe I haven't said Abraham Lincoln yet either. Like, hey. we haven't even gotten started. So good. So she just keeps smashing it. Like, they get a contract during the war to do military intelligence. And also, this is what I mean. Like, they were on the right side of history that they would help thwart people that were trying to prevent the Underground Railroad from happening. So they were very pro-abolitionist and they would would help people where they could and then things get dicey when they get into like their union strikes much much later and that's where it gets more complicated stuff's complicated read about it but kate is there for more than a decade she keeps smashing it at the agency um she cracks loads of different cases and she had all these undercover personas including a fortune teller 
and just any any role she, she could take. Have a fringe show. <laughs> it would be so good it would be award nominated but not yeah. winning but still so good but I have to read out her aliases and we've come across this before where if somebody has an alias they make it very close to their own name but this is ridiculous so good old Wikipedia listed all of her aliases and it's Kay Warren, Kay Warren, Kay Warren with two R's, Kate Warren, Kate Warren, Kate Warren with two R's, Kitty Warren, Kitty Warren, Kitty Warren with two R's, Kitty Warren again, um, Kitty Warren, these are just all spelled slightly differently, and Kitty Warren spelled slightly differently. She's hiding wow. in plain sight. That's yeah, classic, hiding in uh, plain sight. Hiding True. in plain sight. But Annie, you said at the beginning this thing about did she sleep? with somebody to get her job. And I do have a bit of a question mark and I'm I'm sorry to bring in this sort of cliche thing because one of her main roles towards the end of her career was to pose as Alan Pinkerton's lover. Mm. And so she would get into all sorts of things by posing as lover. There's no, I couldn't find anything about like, well, what was her personal life? You know, we know she was a widow and then she was hired. Was she all about her career? Did she have a personal life? Did she have any relationships? And because Alan was kind of cool, I'm like, maybe they actually did have something on the side. And then I feel guilty for. Well, did he have a wife or anything? I should know the answer to that question. And I don't, Katie. I I do love the idea that she poses like the character as her is like, I think maybe you're too hot to be my wife. Maybe you'd be my mistress. Like, (laughs) (laughs) at what point did he decide not to just be like, poses his wife like for fuck's sake people don't necessarily know which actually it must mean that he did have a wife and everybody knew that and so she was posing as the mistress but I don't know maybe she had a little fun on the side Um, I feel like he'd be way cooler if they had nothing and it was just like a big time business relationship but no yeah um, and the Netflix show that we write they're not going to have a relationship, I don't think. Not Which is a very bold be move. Gay. Yeah, we'll have trouble <laughs> yes. selling that because executives want sex. But anyway, let's commit. Okay, let's do it. So, to wind this up. Yeah. So Pinkerton, so much has been written and portrayed about the Pinkerton agency. And he was very progressive for his time with his Lady Pink's department. You don't get more progressive than that. But it's especially because, and somebody mentioned this at the very top, It was kind of like, well, where does this fall in history? Could women even vote? Were women doing this and that? Women at the time weren't even allowed to work for the police force while this is all happening. Wow. So my very last question is, when were women allowed to join the police in the United States? I reckon way more recent than this story. That's going to be something like 1970 or something. Oh, wait, (laughs) chips. Hang on. I'm going to go 1900. Okay. I think... Probably post-war. Hey, I'm going to go 1969 because it's a sexy year. 1965 is my answer. Okay. It was 1891. Yes, I'm the closest. You are. Very, very good. But he was more than 30 years ahead of his time. However, that is the way history writes it. But none of it would have happened if Kate hadn't had the balls to walk into. What do you think? If Kate hadn't had the balls to walk into that job, Lincoln would have died six years earlier. Maybe. Mm. That is a very interesting point. Oh my gosh. And then what would have happened with the war? (gasps) Yeah, you'd never have had Lincoln. Like that's a huge Mm. thing, isn't it? The Capitol riots would have been us. And let's raise a glass to the fact that it wasn't 
And here's to Kate Warren. Cheers, Kate. Yeah, cheers. 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 I, Kate. I feel guilty for not knowing about her before this. Yeah, it's not our fault. The white men write the history books. That's the last <laughs> ragging on white men I'll do. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. I just want to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting Yay! us on Patreon. Patreon's a great place to go. We've got extra content. We've got ad-free episodes. So check us out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. If supporting us isn't something that you can or want to do, that's fine. Word of mouth is actually the best thing you can do for us as well. So just tell your friends about us. Thank you so much to our <laughs> latest patrons, Gemma Marie, Lucy Kay, which sounds like I'm drunk and saying Louis C.K., I just realized, but it's not. It's Lucy K., to be clear. Matt Sims, Chloe Bacon, Becky P., Jasmine, Lynette Smith, Heather Thomas, and Chrissy Jarvis. Thank you so much. Particularly Chloe Bacon. Is that her name, Chloe Bacon? I hope it's her real name because it's oh, awesome. I remember my friend used to work with someone called Tracy Eggs. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> I'm just thinking like a double barrel, maybe yeah, they, they could get eggs. together. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Tracy Eggs is an awesome name. I mean, it's a you got to be a character to hold that name. It's quite a name. If you've yeah, got it can't dregs, be like, it'd be like Dregs. <laughs> dregs. Right. Guys, finally, it is time for our listener crime. So this comes to us from Jennifer Kale on Apple Podcast. Kale, another food surname. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't Kate Warren? I'm Have starving. you made all this up? <laughs> Any reference to food right now? I'm like, I could have kale. I could have bacon. Just barley. I would eat barley. Okay. One time I did eat barley on the podcast. You remember, guys? Oh, it was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. You ate a risotto it... with your fingers. Yeah, yeah. barley risotto. Like, it, like oh. it was snack food. <laughs> okay. Jennifer KL. Four hours ago, I started this sentence. She says... <laughs> When I was in my first year of uni, I lived in a flat with a bunch of girls who I didn't really get on with. They, for some reason, decided I had stolen one of their blocks of cheese because it was the same price as their block of cheese. I had to show them the receipt to prove that I hadn't. Girls are awful, aren't they? I mean, we've been saying a lot about how men are awful, but girls are awful as well. They're horrific. There are no innocents, not one. (laughs) Not at all. A few weeks after this in- incident, I went home for the weekend and on my return, I discovered my part of the fridge, what had, which had previously been fairly full, was totally empty apart from one lemon. <laughs> Even stranger was the fact that on the lemon written in black marker pen was the word evil. <laughs> oh, shit. That's this is dark. nasty bullies. <laughs> also, the worst thing about that is lemons are one of the fruits where you would have the skin as well. So like if you're having a drink with a lemon, you'd mm. want the skin in the drink as well, but not if it's got black permanent marker yeah. that says evil on it. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, I just made a lemon poppy loaf and I needed the rind. So Exactly. Look, and did it have permanent if, marker on it? It did not. It didn't say evil from your husband. (laughs) Is this crime written by you, Taylor? Are you okay? Blink if you need help. My my homeschool skills are so shit. If my kid could spell evil, I'd be like, well done. (laughs) Now write it on a lemon and shut up. (laughs) Are you mailing this to your teacher? 
<laughs> so she asks, were my flatmates overreacting and being mean girls? Did they yes. in fact steal? Yes, this- that is. <laughs> yeah. This is what really got me because she like drops this reveal. All the type one diabetics foods as an insult to me via the medium of fruit. She has type one diabetes. This, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So obviously it was like specific food that she needed. Oh. Now she's an evil lemon. Or were they trying to warn me of the evil lemon who had orchestrated the whole thing? No, they're a pile <laughs> oh of bitches. God, she's very Jennifer. to suggest that as an option. You know what, oh. Jennifer? You're very witty. You're very funny. So, I'm so also, sorry, Jennifer. That's a harrowing story. Yeah. This is she, a university. She was. We don't know how old she is now. Luckily, yeah, it sounds like it's scarring. in yeah, her past. Yeah, but... that's horrible. I mean, These students girls are can... the worst. I remember the sort of passive-aggressive messages written on post-it notes in halls, like, "Can't be washing up, that's my milk." And it's honestly, it's, it's yeah, people are awful at that age. But I think stealing <laughs> a diabetic's essential food is I, sort of yeah. the scale of like at some behavior. point, those girls have got to be like, "Have we crossed the line? Are we the baddies?" <laughs> yeah. Wait, maybe the lemon was for them. Maybe it just rolled over to her side of the bridge. <laughs> was she <laughs> sharing just... accommodation with someone whose name was Evil, who just wanted to secure <laughs> yeah, her lemon yeah. for a sort of tart she was making? Oh, wait, this is Devils. I didn't see the D. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, the this really sucks. The Devils in the D. Really <laughs> it's just horrible. I like, I had a tiny kitchen with the, not enough space for all the people that like this kitchen and, and fridge could have accommodated four people and there were like 16 of us. Oh my and, God. And oh, it was stupid. And people used to just take, they'd go shopping and just take everyone's shit out of the fridge to put their shit in. And I noticed that a lot of my stuff has been taken out of the fridge. I think I've talked about this on a previous podcast. But I started, people wrote their names on stuff. I started writing Elvis on my butter instead oh, of my yeah. actual name. Because then the bullies wouldn't know whose it was. They were like, oh, that could be someone we respect, so we better leave it in the fridge. <laughs> I love that you went for a dead pop star. Yeah. That could be Elvis. Yeah, they can't fuck with they Elvis. They haven't proven it, so. He could still be alive. It was the late 90s slash early noughties. He might be at Norwich University. <laughs> in Norwich. He's here somewhere. <laughs> Let's just do a show you know, soon. The one thing I never did was educate yeah. myself. <laughs> Look, <laughs> so I'm going to Norwich. But for people to actually be cunty and take your special food. Well, so it's is... mad enough that everyone in a shared flat would have their own butter, let alone like take <laughs> yeah. How much did we hate fridge. each other that we can't It wasn't be like... even COVID times, but like, you needed your yeah. own butter. Just so people were like this double up. COVID. Yeah, we were just cunts. No one like just honestly, I was with the worst people. I can say that. I'm not friends with it's any such, of them. It's such friends an introduction with, degree. I'm friends though. with like two of them. Yeah. Flat sharing and all that shit. Like you just get to see the your glimpse of like the worst side of humanity. I remember moving into my first flat in London and they're like, this is your shelf in the fridge. And there were three even shelves and then you know like the bullshit top shelf that isn't yeah, a like shelf. the condiment shelf where you couldn't <laughs> know it well, it well. Like, yeah not even like a mini condiment shelf yeah. it was because there's a dome like none of it is equal at all and they're like that's your shelf and it was like, where it gets okay. all icy if it's the wrong temperature yeah, yeah. you've got nothing oh yeah 
I'm like, I guess I'll be ordering a lot of food in. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I didn't know how to fight my corner. I'm like, that's fair. I'm new. Because we'll that sounds petty if you're like, um, actually, that shelf's a bit smaller than the other shelf. <laughs> yeah, I've oh, that poor girl. I don't know how to solve this problem other than like I think she make should. some calls and get those people done over. Can we do that on this podcast? Yeah. I think <laughs> well, she's she has... definitely not in the wrong, though. I don't think she should think. Um, no, she did nothing wrong and they are despicable. Well, this is one of the interesting things I remember back in my therapist days and the psychology classes. I don't know why I'm talking like Bill Clinton. <laughs> back in my therapy days when I, I was fucking the I wasn't getting Bill from that, but, but cool. Oh, in my head it sounded like it's these noise. I was getting Kate Warner's cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Cherry says Mrs. Cherry <laughs> Well it's just the rule of like If you've been bullied The people that get bullied Often have like A very solid moral compass They understand the rules of society And they're okay. smart And they're sound Like the people that get bullied Are like The good people of the uh-huh. world mm-hmm. So what I would say to Jennifer Is like These dickheads fucked with you and your food and you had a like congenital disease they're the assholes and yes they were mean girls but it sounds like you've moved on you're witty i don't know what your life is like right now but you're definitely better than these cunts yeah i hope she's now living with people who don't write on her lemon i mean that sounds like a horrible euphemism That's and all then, we can wish I mean, for anybody liter- i hope your lemons are unscathed jennifer yeah. May your lemons be unscathed. Okay, I think we, I mean, we sorted that one right out. So Team Jennifer. All, team Jennifer. Yeah. All that team remains Jennifer. is to ask. Annie, what have mm. you got going on? Where can we find you? Oh, God. What's, what's happening? I'm here. Can you see Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, what have I got going on? I have a podcast, don't we all? Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's called Not Secret. Me. No. <laughs> No. I just feel like they're a trend that's going to die. But go ahead. Plug What's it called? It's called Secret Artists. And it's nice. comedians doing art. So I want you guys to come on it for the next oh, series. Yeah. We've got two series that are out so far. And then cool. a third uh, imminently. That'd be so, great. When, I love when, it. It's such a good podcast. It's really, really good. Oh, you when, like, when you say doing artists, what do you mean? Doing art, not artists. We don't just okay. fuck an artist <laughs> and have a chat. So, so, I didn't think it was porn. I mean, like, so the comedian—it's amazing. But tell choose, us, yeah, tell us the premise. So the guest will choose a muse. So before COVID, we'd do it in person. So someone yeah. would choose like an object or something that um, relates it's to their fine. life or is okay. just important to them or funny to them. Or, cool. Um, and then we draw or paint it. And oh, wow. we've been doing it over Zoom recently. So Joe Lysett chose um, a portrait of Wayne Lineker for us to oh, do. Wow. <laughs> so we did that. And yeah, we whilst we're painting, we have a chat. So people's inhibitions are slightly uh, gone. Like the same with your podcast, people are drunk. But on yeah. mine, they're, they're distracted. So Interesting. I think it's a really quite. great great idea i love podcasts where people are doing yeah doing just something yeah. else like the, the concentration time. is different yeah i feel mm. like you're more open in a way because you're yeah. not as conscious of what you're saying yeah yeah Amazing. i love that so yeah i'd love you guys to come on it and love to oh, well do we have to be good at art or something and do you do you like paint or draw like is there rules about what you do you can choose so i paint and draw but um yeah, the guest can choose like what medium so if, they use. If they choose painting, do you have to do painting too? Yeah, 
generally. Okay. So okay, Katie yeah. Wicks chose um, modeling clay. So we both did modeling Ooh, clay. Cool. Um, and I've done like poster paint or acrylic paint or nice. Yeah. Has anyone done spinning clay like in Ghost? Oh no, no one's done that yet. Maybe that's okay. what you guys. Do. I mean, then everybody has to be able to throw pottery in their flat, which <laughs> yeah, is it, it's sort of limited by what materials oh, okay. people have access to at the moment. Yeah, like, we can think about that. <laughs> oh, Annie, thank you so much for being a part thank of this you. episode. Thank you so We've much to Annie McGraw. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 